people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. They've got 500 metres left to go and rounding the corner, Zamex Lady Yendor, Balente and Verbalizer comes out four deep to make his run. They were followed by LA Walking Best Topper comes to the extreme outside down to the 200 and Balente goes to the front now from Verbalizer. Best Topper's running on. Lady Yendor, Gemidar's getting up on the inside at the 100 marker though. Balente in front, coming back on the inside Gemidar. It's in front Balente as they drive to the line and Balente gets it by three quarters of a length from Gemidar, third tight, best hoffer or verbaliser, and they hit it together. That was Belente winning last Thursday at Townsville, taking out the 1609 metre open for Emma Bell and Ray Herman, keeping some of that great country form transferring through to the provincials. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and lots of news to get through on the show today. We'll tell you about Rather Salubrious' win in the Chinchilla Cup on Saturday. Big day out at Thangul and Darren Walker will join us with all of the news out of that meeting from the weekend. Ross Tilly, great to see him back in the saddle and uh, racking up plenty of winners double at the Baku Amateurs on the weekend at Blackall. It was also a big day out in the saddle for Jason Hooper to Julia Creek with a treble and a treble to Bonnie Thompson at the Bowen meeting. Lots of news to get through on the show and as always helping us out with lots of news is Rob Luck joining us on Bushbeat each and every week. Morning Rob. Good morning Tony and uh I love that sense of deja vu when we had last week a country horse going to the provincials in Sicilating from the Todd Austin stable taking that country championships in Rockhampton. And then a week later, almost to the day, Balenti for Ray Herman and Emma Bell. Congratulations to that team taking on the open company for the first time in the provincials, Tony. Over the 1609 metres, it may not, may not have been the strongest open company race, but it's the manner in which Balenti carried the weight of 60 kilos got up by a length and uh, this horse continues to improve and continues to amaze and Tony we, we often talk on this show about you know our country racing is so, is so great and so strong and more owners coming in but one of the goals is always to step up to that next level and I know that Ray Herman felt that he had a winner of the country cups at the end of last year with Palenti before the injury um, but I think he might have bigger fish to fry now because he may be aiming for something like that again, or maybe provincial cups might be might not be beyond him. Mm, it might be the case rather than, uh, and I won't say just settling for the Country Cup Series or the Battle of the Bush because they have been great series and will be again in 2021. Uh, but you always, as you say, Rob, want to step up to the next level and perhaps then you, know, you start looking at the Cup circuit and there are some great Country Cups or provincial cups coming up when you look uh, through uh, the months of like you know, July, August, September, working our way up the coast as we normally do, Rockhampton, Mackay, Townsville, Cairns and Cairns Amateurs. Yeah, and this five-year-old by Sizzling, we've continued to give him a wrap uh, after his performances. They speak for themselves. 34 starts, 13 wins, nine minor placings, 103,000. And let's remember that's all been accumulated on the, uh, the country circuit plus the win at uh, Townsville because he c commenced his career in a maiden at, at Bar Calden and I can remember he was that well clear 50 metres from home. You thought he's home and hose and he got nailed on the line but he, he's really gone on since then and we, we look forward to excitement when you start seeing these horses come through like this um, and maybe down the track there's a scissillating Balenti uh, clash that will um, make the mouth water for the, uh, the country race goers but congratulations again to Emma Bell, well ridden and Ray Herman perfectly trained on the day to get the sizzling galloper up in Townsville. And that 
cutest money continued in Townsville to go off again when you saw Daryl Johnson and Chris Whiteley get Charlotte Rules, a very speedy horse taking out the cutest three-year-old maiden. Um, and I think there was another bit of cutest money went off there as well. Uh, yes, uh, Lily of the Glen, Rodney Miller and Bonnie Thompson. Bonnie had a bit of a drought. I haven't reported on her winning multiple races um, in the last couple of weeks, but boy, oh boy, that changed over last weekend, as we'll hear this morning. And uh, the other good winners, I thought, on the program out of that particular meeting came with Star of O'Reilly, Trinity Bannon, trained and ridden. So uh, great racing up there, of course, featured... The excitement for us out here in the uh, Central West and Northwest with Balenti taking the honours uh, there. We also had some other provincial racing that, of course, linked back to last week with Cairns when we had Peter Rowe on the show. And uh, the we talked about Roy uh, Chalemi and uh, Stephen Wilson going so well. Well, uh, bet on love for Roy Chalemi and Stephen Wilson was the combination there that took the uh, the goods. And Stephen Wilson, a double with high dive for Scotty Cooper. So that combination going extremely well. And that Townsville meeting, they had love is blind as well. So uh, going very strongly, of course, the Headley Colours to the four also with brilliant mind for Stephen Massingham and Nathan Day. But Peter did mention a horse there uh, trained by Robert Kirkwood called Sancy Ro- Fan- oh, sorry, Sancy Rose, a golden archer Kiana. And he did confirm that it was the Kirkwood family that bought the full relation in the Rockhampton Capricorn sales. But what a backup. It won at Home Hill on the Saturday and backed up on the Tuesday and led all the way for Jeff Felix and Robert Kirkwood. They often say when you have that quick backup, that uh, the other horses to uh, follow and bet on. So congratulations to the Kirkwood team there. Just talking about Kilcoy before, uh, uh, before we move on to Kilcoy, just mentioning Cairns, they do have a meeting uh, scheduled for this coming Thursday, April 22nd. Uh, but uh, as many would know, it has been raining cats and dogs and just has not stopped. They've had 178 millimetres wow. recorded in the last 24 hours alone and 339 millimetres the last seven days. About 300 of that has fallen in the last couple of days. Uh, as much as the acceptances have been released and a heavy 10 track rating at this stage for Cairns for Thursday, you would have to uh, put a, a very big question mark over uh, that meeting being able to uh, go ahead. I believe a, uh, a further decision will be made later today. But when you're talking about that sort of level of rain, uh, 178 millimetres, what's that work out in the old scale? Three, seven inches in 24 hours. It's funny, isn't it, how we, we, we've all gone metric, yet somehow when you're talking about rain, it doesn't sound like a lot back. until you convert it back and say it's seven inches of rain in 24 hours. And the, the good thing about the Cairns track, though, hasn't it come a long way since the days where you wouldn't have even considered that there'd be possible racing, but at least the decision being made. Uh, but you never know. They've really come a long way with that track and going great guns. And, of course, they do cop a lot of rain up there, so good to have a track that can do that. Um, Kilcoy continues to, as a uh, country provincial club, have great meetings and they had another great TAB meeting there. And congratulations to Con Searle. Um It was the NJ Buse Searles Garden Products Benchmark 55, uh, sponsor of the race, and uh, Zuzu Zalo for Kevin Kemp and Cecily Eaton. And Con Searle, part owner. Congratulations, Con. That's the way to go on your, on your uh, home track get the winner home and uh, i tell you there's one to watch in that race i thought called moscow now came from the tail of the field for a close-up second but zuzu zalo that was a good win there for consul at kilcoy and as well maury crawford who uh, came out to longreach here for the melbourne cup meeting he had a double with uh, deborah corbett with buddy's tail in the first race and then later on in the program had a winner called fort meyer 
And great to see young Olivia Webb kick home her second winner in six rides for Barry Lockwood on um, Twerk. Now, Tony, quite often we on Bushbeat, um, we like to give memory and uh, recognition to uh, many people who have uh, passed on and been such a contributor to country racing. And then just for our listeners, because the, the service today for John Cooney is at 11 o'clock in Rockhampton, the uh, Rocky Crematorium, the East Chapel at Rocky Crematorium. And fantastic that one of our regular listeners on Radio Tab, Ron, Ron Pattinson, uh, got hold of me with some information because I didn't know John or Margaret Cooney. I knew the names well, but I didn't know them personally. And I know people like Tony McMahon will be having written articles about these uh, about John's life. But uh, it's, it's great to recognise uh, people like that because they've done so much for racing in their time. In fact, John started out as a grazier at Julia Creek before he moved to Alton Downs. And while he was at Julia Creek, he's trained Mount Isa Cup winners like uh, Easy Vision. He went to Alton Downs. He's always had a good horse, uh, particularly a two-year-old called Go Gala, which was by a stallion I can remember, Garlander. Look, in 1988, this horse won the Cleveland Bay, the Rocky Newmarket and the Mackay Newmarket. And from Ron's description, there was a fair bit of injury-related aspects to it and was still able to get the wins. In fact, in the bicentennial year of 1988, uh, it uh, went to Doomben and uh, won there with Wayne Wilson calling a race, a listed race as well uh, at Eagle Farm. And he was known as a, having a real knack of setting a horse for a race, uh, John. And uh, one of the horses was Salute to Bogan that in an Ipswich Carnival one year, there was a race called the Cooney Handicap, no association. The horse was beaten on the Saturday, but John made sure that uh, the people going to Townsville on the Wednesday meeting they had up there, be ready to back this horse at the last minute because it was backing up in the Cooney Handicap. He wanted to win it and uh, it took off the plunge. A big Townsville win, a big win on that day while the bookies in Townsville were uh, suffering from it. But uh, as I said, always had a good horse, always well respected, had apprentices go through. Another good horse was uh, Bay Poet and Stylish Time and uh, sadly missed in our deeper sympathies uh, go out to the uh, relatives, friends of John Cooney. He lost his wife, Margaret, a few years back now. But thank you very much, Ron Pattinson, for getting that information, that service today at 11 o'clock, the East Chapel, Rocky Cramontorian. On behalf of our Bushbeat community, our deepest sympathies to the family and friends. It's one thing we've said on Bushbeat so many times, Rob, is it's one thing that racing does really, really well is the memorial-type races. Uh, and a lot of them are annual-type events. I know you have a, a couple of... Uh, uh, ones there at Longreach that are, are annual events and it means so much to the family to be able to come together and, and honour the memory of uh, of their person, their family person, their family member and especially when you see a club pulled together with someone that has been so uh, significant with that particular club and that was the case last Friday night. They had the Daryl Gollan Memorial Night at the Toowoomba Turf Club. Carl Wilson-Taylor continuing on his winning way with a winning treble at the program. Steve Tregay and Lindsay Hatch with training doubles. But you have a look at some of the uh, the names of the races. Race two was the Eureka Stud remembering Daryl Gollan, three-year-old maiden plate. Uh, race four was the Neil Mansell honouring a great mate, Daryl Gollan. Race four, the Daryl Gollan Memorial Cutest Two-Year-Old. Uh, race five was the We Miss You Dowie, Alan and Nicole G, Benchmark 65. Uh, and Hatch Racing and Gollan Racing sponsoring races as well. I think it's wonderful when you see those kind of nights uh, or those kind of meetings that uh, are able to proceed and go ahead. And I think I heard Anthony Collins say that during the evening uh, they spread the ashes of Daryl Gollan on the beloved Toowoomba track. Mm. 
Mm. Another nice touch to see, and uh, you're quite right. We must continue to recognise and honour these people, and particularly done well in country racing with the memorial races. Looking at the calendar of what is coming up this week, as I've already touched on some doubts over the Cairns program on Thursday, uh, we have tab racing on Friday at Gatton for the uh, Lockyer Turf Club, but it's also on Friday, day one for the Tower Hill Picnics. It's uh, bracelet day on Friday, day two is Saturday. And just before you tell us more about Tower Hill, Rob, uh, we've also got then Saturday tab racing at Dolby. It's the Dolby Amateur Picnic Race Club with their Amateurs Cup meeting. You're racing there at Longreach for the Diggers Cup cards uh, as we head into this Anzac weekend. They're also racing on Saturday at Yapoon. And Sunday for Anzac Day, there's a uh, non-tab program at Cunnamulla for the Cunnamulla and District Diggers Race Club. Non-tab at Wandai for the South Burnett Race Club. And the tab program heads to Aquas Park Bow Desert for the Bow Desert Race Club on Sunday. And Mount Isa continue on the Monday that's with that right, meeting yes. transferred from the Saturday. And that's going to make it... It's an interesting little exercise because you've got Longreach, uh, Cunnamulla on Sunday, Mount Isa, and that's going to really assist with jockey numbers, I would think, Tony, that jockeys can continue to move to the three venues, or at least two of them anyway. But you mentioned Tower Hill... And this is great to see the picnic uh, circuit back up. Of course, Tower Hill and Corinna are the two main ones in uh, Queensland. And 44 horses have been nominated. I know it looks a lot more than that when you look at the nominations, but they have multiple races that they go into. 44 for the picnics on Friday, Saturday. Uh, horses like Cragley Altice that hasn't uh, appeared for a couple of years but is undefeated on the, uh, the circuit. Dutch Courage, who's an ex-Longreach Cup winner. And what about this for a comeback? Trainer Mark Oates from Longreach, our track curator and, of course, our leading trainer here, rides his horse's work every morning. He's making a comeback at the uh, at the picnic races as Tower Hill and he's probably going to be fitter than most of the jockeys there, I would suggest. Um, and it, it's just great to see that it's got that atmosphere about it and people roll in for a great weekend. And more importantly, look at the horses that you see, the names, you recognise them. They have a life past racing on the country and provincial circuit and it's such an important area. But Tower Hill, they'll have a fabulous time. They never miss out on that. And Mark Oates, I hope you're not too sore and sorry on the Monday, but you've kicked home a couple of winners as well. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. They run to the point of the corner. Our last penny is the runner to catch, leads a half in front. Captain Fox now comes to the outside and he's popped the question. He's winding up and coming after this leader. Our last penny, who's got a kick? Our last penny and Captain Fox, they drive to the line. Our last penny led on the way and beat Captain Fox, third home on the tweed. Ben Statlin saved from Lake Wheeler, but beat... That was the uh, the uh, race at Thangool on the weekend that uh, Shannon Stephan brought up the uh, second leg of a riding double. That was uh, our last penny for trainer Bob Murray taking out the ride-out racing Class B over the 1,200 metres. Uh, Shannon kicked off the program with Shad Forth Lass for Alan Jones taking out the maiden over the 10.75. Good program, Rob. They had uh, something like 35 entries there on the weekend and always good racing at Thangool. And uh, Darren Walker is about to join us online to uh, have a chat about that. But great to be able to uh, grab some of that action there and good to see some of these uh, riders getting out and riding these multiple winners. Yeah, and as well, that country TAB status moves to this uh, track. I'm pretty sure we had Darren on uh, the last time and he mentioned that. And uh, Shannon Stefan, uh, if you're looking at these jockey premierships, something that we could do this morning, Tony, um, keep an eye on this because I see Angela Jones has uh, leapfrogged them and gone to the front in the uh, jockey's premiership. But Shannon Stefan, that double on the day and... Uh, and Darren will be able to give us a full rundown of the uh, of the meeting there. Uh, if you're there, Darren, good morning to you. 
Yeah, good morning, Tony and Rob. Thanks for having me. Darren, Shannon Stephan's been going well. Just take us through these two uh, winning rides. And Alan Jones, I'm sure we reported on him winning at Gladstone the other week, so his stable's going well. But uh, Shannon was the star with the double on the day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had a good day's racing there at Tangool on Saturday. We had a good crowd in attendance. And as you have touched on, there were some impressive performances there led by the double to Shannon Stephan. She won the opening event. The maiden played on Shadforth Lass. It uh, circled the field, actually. It was settled back in the early stages, circled the field, was able to hit the front approaching the corner and uh, draw away to score comfortably in the end. As you mentioned, trained by Alan Jones and was able to beat She's Royal and Refuation, wound up in third. And her other winner of the day, Our Last Penny, was able to lead all the way. She took full advantage of the inside alley. Uh, was one of the rank outsiders, actually, at $12.00 and just proved too strong to defeat the $2 even-money favourite, Captain Fox, and on the tweed, we end up in third place. But, no, it was a good performance from Shannon on the day, that's for sure. And I noticed when you look through the results, uh, the margins are all pretty close, and uh, Fangirl's one of those tracks where front runners are favoured in terms of length of straight, etc. but to have close margins like this just really adds to the atmosphere in the day and continued uh, with the open plate. What a good winner, Arwa Nietzsche, for Raymond Williams and Matty Gray. Yeah, exactly. It was a strong performance from Arwa Nietzsche. He sat outside the, lead, the leader, which was Eric Cobra, and he proved, just proved too strong for them in the run of the line, defeating a game Galapagos, and Walshy wound up in third. But as you mentioned there, like there was under two lengths between first and last there, between Arwanichi and Wrecking Ball, and I think that just all augurs well for a very competitive Battle of the Bush series coming up. Also, just a little thing there on Fab's Cowboy, I don't think he lost too many admirers either at start 104, like he was... He was relegated to the tail of the field approaching the home turn. He was probably five lengths off them, but he did run on well over the concluding stages to probably only been beaten about a length and a half, and that's probably not his preferred surface either, but uh, still another win not far away from him, I don't think. And the closest margin of the day came in the benchmark 55, Ross Fagg and Chris MacGyver with the Delius, a street cry. Now, just tell us about the straight at uh, Thangul. Is there much chance of running down the leaders from the back of the field? Well, it's around about 220 metres straight. And actually, this winner, Delius, did come from dead last on the corner. So it is able to be done. He came from the tail, as I said, to score narrowly, it was the narrowest of victories on the day, only a nose margin, defeating Deck of Aces, who incidentally was ridden by Shannon Stephan, so she went terribly close to a treble. Uh, coach, he wound up in third, and I think if you watch the replay, it's safe to say you can forget the run of the dollar forty favourite, Take a Shine. He was locked away on the fence and didn't see any daylight until it was well and truly over, and uh, I think he'll be able to make amends in a suitable race in the near future. We often talk about horses for courses, and the one in the last certainly enjoys um, racing there at Thangool. Three from three at the track for the Whittington four-year-old called Global Venture for local trainer Jason Devine and Michael Stevens on board. That's exactly right. He's now won uh, three of his five starts since joining the stable, and uh, he did it the hard way coming from the outside alley. He sat outside of Ararat, who's got a ton of pace. But he was able to sit outside him and pull away from him over the concluding stages to score by a length. Arak, he was brave in second. And Isis Jacktail may be a little bit unlucky. He wound up in third. 
but I do think he's got a bit of a future global venture, especially over the short course distances. As I said, like uh, five starts back, he only won a maiden here, and he came out and was successful in a fairly strong benchmark 60 over the 800, so a very good performance from him. You mentioned the Battle of the Bush. Those heats are coming up very shortly. Uh, Arwanichi impressed you enough to consider that he's sort of a key contender in that area for the Battle of the Bush heats? I think he definitely is Arwanichi, and he's got the right sort of racing pattern as well. Like, he races up on the speed, and he's strong at the end, and I'll be very surprised if he somehow doesn't make the final, that's for sure. And, Darren, you did mention this, uh, the Tangirl, is, it's got the uh, TAB country meeting coming up later in the year? Yeah, we've got that uh, February next year. We've got uh, a TAB meeting coming up. Our next meeting, however, is on the 1st of May. That's the Labor Day weekend. And after that, our following meeting is the 12th of June, which will be the Battle of Bush Qualifier. And we'll be promoting that day as a ladies' day. So we want the ladies and their partners to head to the track for, for what will be a great day's racing. And I'm sure we'll, we will have a capacity feel for that qualifier as I think it's the last qualifying mm. race. So yeah. more or less a last throw at the stumps for a lot of gallopers. Yeah, that's come up on us really quickly, guys, that the uh, the first leg is going to be that uh, weekend of the Labor Day weekend, as you mentioned, Darren. The uh, the Quilpie Diggers uh, host their new market meeting on May 1st, and that's the first of the 2021 Tab Battle of the Bush series. Then we head off to uh, Burren Down, Gordon Vale, Longreach and Mount Isa on the 8th of May. On the 9th, it's Charters Towers. May 15, Charleville and Jandowie. May 22nd, uh, Home Hill and Emerald. May 29 will be uh, Cloncurry, Gundawindi and Mareeba. Then on June 5th, it's going to be Gainder and Barcaldon. And yes, the last leg's going to be that 1,200 metre open uh, at Thangool on the 12th of June before the final comes up on Tadstay at Eagle Farm on June 26th. And Darren, no pressure for Thangool, but being the last of the heats, you might recognise that Bar Calden uh, was the last of the heats for the previous two years or the two runnings of it, and they produced the winner both times. So there could be something to follow there. Oh, we'll be trying our best, that's for sure. <laughs> and as you said, your next meeting is that particular uh, meeting there. Um, I'm sure you, you'll be able to come back on and give us a full rundown. Anything else uh, take your eye out of the meeting there on the weekend? No, no, that's about it. I just thought the two main performers there were Arwanichi and Global Venture, and I'll be very surprised if they're both not winning again in the near future. They were both pretty impressive performances. We'll Thanks. look forward to seeing them down the track, and thanks again for coming on Bushbeat this morning. No worries. Thanks for having me, fellas. Getting back to the grassroots of racing, this is Bushbeat. Jarhead on the outside of Ancient Echoes and Zenday about 15 away, coming down with 400 metres left to go in the open plate. Chamberlain been setting a good pace in front and as a steady lead as they straighten up. I want to be a Jeep, the first to go for that one. And down the outside Argento Perlo and Jarhead joining in, Ancient Echoes back along the rails. Chamberlain, Argento Perlo, Jarhead, Chamberlain trying to hang on to the win as Argento Perlo moves up on the outside, goes for the whip on Chamberlain, drives through the line, half a length on Argento Perlo, game in defeat, back then to Jarhead into third. Ancient Echoes fourth along the rails. I want to be a Jeep after being up outside the leader, drifted back to second last, and Zende, not sure what happened to the start, but made up steady ground in the straight. Rob, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Ross Tilly with a double there at the Blackhall program on the weekend and taking out the Ray Wide Rural Livestock Open Plate 1400 metres for trainer Royce Connolly aboard Chamberlain. 
And as we mentioned last week with Ross, he came off a treble at Nurema and the last time he did it was 15 years ago at the uh, Nurema track. And uh, it was over a decade out of the saddle, made the comeback last year, riding in uh, tremendous form. And his two winning rides um, showed two different aspects to, to the riding styles, of course, leading all the way on Chamberlain, summed up the pace of the race in the Ray White Rural Livestock Open Plate and was able to dictate, gain a, a bit of a cheaper sectional. So it was pretty hard for those from behind to come home. So a good run by Argento Perlo to get within half a length. But Chamberlain's not a horse to be dismissed easily because he's a five-year-old by All-American. He ran second at Nurema last week, so that form's stacking up for the horse as well. He's raced three weeks in a row now, but it was his first win since April 20. But in 2019-20, he had some really strong provincial and country form. And I'm sure Royce Connolly will be very pleased that he's back into that sort of form, Chamberlain. Keep an eye on him. I, I think it's not, it, it won't be the, the last win for Chamberlain in this campaign. But Ross's other win came with an interesting uh, run there of Mashani Blossom. First up for Shane Iverson, obviously Mashani Enterprises horse, uh, Mick Crook's own. And this Jet Spur four-year-old mare, an ex-Les Ross Galloper, having the first run for the stable. It, Ross let this horse just balance up at the back of the field, did not push it, did not rush it. But from between the 600 and the 400, steadily was making ground coming around the outside. And you could see uh, straightening up that... Um, even though side trip looked to be, well, it finished second, but it looked like it was uh, going to have the race uh, to itself for a moment. Mashani Blossom just joined in so quickly. Ross took a look across from uh, the shoulder, across the uh, the inside to make sure he had everything covered. He had him well and truly covered, and he's actually eased it down on the line. Could have won by a lot more than 0.75. But side trip game into second and all too sweet uh, into third. And good to see Ross Meek came out all the way from Emerald and combined with young Ben Moffat. This is an ex-Matt Crop Galloper, done it again. A dawn approach having the second run from the stable. Similarly came from midfield, which isn't easy at Blackhall, but it happened a couple of times on the day. It defeated the uh, tearaway leader, Coupe de Ville, who had the race shot to pieces except for the last five metres, and rock, paper, sizzle into third. And yes, Bruce Springsteen finally got the E Street Band's first album up, uh, Tony, with Asprey Park. That was a bet of the day, really, I think, based on the run uh, at the previous meeting. The three-year-old gelding by Ross Zane. If listeners don't know what I'm talking about, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band was greetings from Asprey Park, was the very first LP, as we called it in those days, um, to be produced. David Rewald and Boy Foster, Asprey Park getting up over Braddock down, led all the way, one by three and a half, Old Licorice into third. And a promising galloper for Mark Oates, who we mentioned going to Tower Hill. He trained strike point. Paul Randall kicking home the El Maher second up after the third at Winton. And plenty of promise in this horse, but I'm sure Mark was really pleased to see the win. Uh, had a bit of a challenge from Nixie Boy, but held it off a length and a quarter. Disco lights into third place. But really good to see this comeback of Ross Tillies uh, going so well. A treble one week, followed by the double at Blackhall and you mentioned by the way sticking with our area at here that Longreach meeting on Saturday we're welcoming the Red Tail Qantas group who uh, are going to celebrate the 100 years of uh, Qantas that was meant to be last year but because of COVID couldn't come they're going to be at the races as part of our Anzac Day uh, ceremony with over 200 guests alone from that group so we welcome them to Longreach this Saturday Tony. I reckon there'll be a lot of people too when you're going back to talk about Asbury Park that would have taken the Springsteen double and had something on Hungry Heart and the Oaks at Bramwick on Saturday. I reckon there's a f more than a few that would have loaded up and gone uh, an all-up with those two. 
Well, I actually, I actually thought that might happen the previous Saturday at the Bar Calden meeting, and uh, yeah, it ran second, and Hungry Heart won that day. And <laughs> yes, I made sure that I tipped it in the Oaks as well, well as a result of Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Bonnie Thompson. Look, I mentioned Bonnie Thompson earlier as having a drought in terms of her. I, I just hadn't seen multiple winners or even maybe a meeting missing a Bonnie Thompson uh, winner. We heard there was a winner in the provincials there a moment ago. But you go to Bowen on the weekend, and when you bounce back from a semi-drought, as in the case of Bonnie, you get three on the day. Wayne Winters uh, trained She's Maganda, this golden archer, uh, unplaced at the provincials lately, and Bonnie got it up over just a love song and Zeblin. Uh, that was the first, the, sorry, the second of a double for Wayne Winters. He had another Golden Archer win called Goldie's Archer. Manu Potgeeter riding that over Seabiz Kit and Seabiscuit uh, and Cabello Escuro. Now, Bonnie then combined with Daryl Johnson with beautiful Chelsea in the cutest maiden plate. This uh, doomsday three-year-old filly defeated Teeling in Albar Sarah. Uh, then race-to-race double for Daryl and Bonnie with Linga Longa Lass, the Mossman. There's only three ended up in the race, but it won at Rocky at its last start, so not surprising it was odds-on favourite on the day. So Daryl and uh, Bonnie, uh, well, Bonnie the treble, Daryl the doubles, Wayne Winters a double, but it was great to see it was a seven-event program at the meeting. Kristen Swaffer booted home uh, Indian dancer for Tony Clive, uh, Troy Clive, and I'm pretty sure this is the second time that combination's got a winner recently. It's been fourth at its last two runs, the Uncle Mo, and uh, second win in 17 starts. And a great win also for Crab Boy, for Andrew Cameron and uh, Graham Cleesey, the seven-year-old by Fox Wedge. He had a dynamic love, and um, I know that Andrew's partner, Lisa, had some social media up, really was uh, predict or hoping for a win here of Crab Boy because she had a lot to do with dynamic love, the dam of Crab Boy and it's the first run for the stable and you get that uh, miracle result if you like. Good on you uh, uh, there Andrew and Lisa to get Crab Boy up. Graham Cleesey kicking it home over an informed Dawlish in uh, uh, Mason's Chance and Carl Spry uh, trained and ridden. Hempstead the exceeding excel came off a home hill at it, uh, win its last start, won at home hill last run and it defeated Metallica and the Decorator but Bonnie Thompson just booted home that treble to continue the winning role out there at Bowen. Having a look at the uh, jockey's uh, premiership at the moment, that treble puts Bonnie up into, what's that going to be now? First, second, third, equal fourth placing at the moment on the Queensland Country Jockey's Premiership. Angela Jones is out to 26 wins ahead of Dan McGilvery, Hannah Richardson and Alicia Ross sharing second spot on 25, then Dan Ballard 23, and Bonnie Thompson shares uh, the next spot there with Emily Cass on 20 wins apiece. Then it's Anna Bakos on 19, Robbie Farr and Shannon Steffen with that double at Thangool on the weekend up to 18. And as far as the uh, the trainers are concerned, Tanya Parry with 30 and a half wins, still leading the way from Billy Johnson's 26, Todd Austin on 21, David Rewald on 19, John Manselman on 17. And uh, as we'll hear, Craig Smith with a winner at the Chinchilla program on the weekend uh, goes up into uh, equal six spot on 16 wins with Charlie Devilla, who's on City on 16. So that's uh, how the premierships are uh, stacked up as of today. And those those premierships, particularly that jockey one, they're going to chop and change a bit. There's mm. a real, uh, they're really um, bunching up at the top of the uh, table there, which is great to see. Uh, very competitive. And talking about those uh, those further doubles that we get uh, and a treble when you go to Julia Creek for their butte meeting up there, Jason Hooper, another comeback jockey. He's uh, kicked home the treble there. He commenced uh, with the double for Sean Roy's. Firstly, Salentis. 
the exceedingly good six-year-old won at Max Welton at last week. Back in form, Salantis defeated Bakur and uh, Arthur Crown. And that was a close margin there with only uh, about oh, half a length covering the first three. Then he backed up with uh, Sean with Nitro City that came off a second at Cloncurry. Three starts back, the strategic manoeuvre, getting up by three quarters of length from Blaine and Red Red Rose. Later on the program, he combined with Stephen Roy's. Ah, good to see this four-year-old mare by Turfentine. She's Winnie Blue. Had its first win. Took the cutest money and got up convincingly over Super Sid and Devil's Number. So Jason's really making a fist of uh, of the comeback. Uh, but as well, Dan and Denise Ballard combined with a great double on the day. Dukes County, a first-up winner for the stable, and it was first up since December by a stallion I haven't heard of, Dixie Prospect. Dukes County defeated uh, Will Beat It that won at its last start and Static Lift into third. They combined again in the last when more than fortune, the better than ready mare that's had two wins and a third for only three starts for the stable, came off the Winton form with a third there last start, defeating Banksky Strikes and Crystal Helmet. And the other good win on the day here, Stephen Wilson continues to travel out and support the country meetings, combined with Justin Borden with Mr Tyndall. Seven-year-old Cap Hero, five runs for the stable, two wins, three placings. Going to be a force to be reckoned with, Mr Tyndall, I think, in that northwest, defeating Cap Set and a try and a run amuck. But treble to Jason Hoopert, doubles to Sean Roy's, Dan and Denise uh, Ballard up there at uh, Julia Creek, which I think Tony leaves us with the feature out of uh, Chinchilla, the Chinchilla Cup. 500 left to run in the cup, Silent Flyer serving it up to the Consigliere. Rather Salubrious is going wide with Richford, Extale Girl stays down on the inside. Then comes Sugar Buzz. On the point of the turn, the Consigliere tackled by Estale Girl. A great run up at the inside for Sugar Buzz. Fanning wide with Silent Flyer, Rather Salubrious. They're right across the trash. Estale Girl hit the lead. Out wide, Rather Salubrious is joining in. Estale Girl in front, Rather Salubrious. Estale Girl, Rather Salubrious. Rather Salubrious grabbed it on the line and won the cup. Rather Salubrious grabbed Estelle Girl in the last bound and has won it. Sugar Buzz has flashed up on the inside to run third and a great finish. The Consigliere probably fourth in front. Rather Salubrious for Angela Jones and David Reynolds taking out the Pro Crew Chinchilla Cup on Saturday at one of the great grass tracks of country Queensland, Rob. And sound like they had a very good crowd there on the weekend. And I think that might have been David Reynolds we could hear cheering in the background there, Tony. Um... <laughs> He would have been pretty excited. Uh, and we were talking at the beginning of the show with that provincial form of scintillating. Well, this rather salubri has finished fifth to scintillating in that country championship at Rocky. So the form flowed right through. And, of course, uh, we know it was also third in the uh, country cha- country cups championship at uh, uh, Eagle Farm at the end of the year last year. And Angela Jones, that helped her leapfrog to the front in the jockey's premiership. She's riding extremely well. But this five-year-old mare by highly recommended actually won the uh, Ken and Gordon Russell Memorial at Monto two starts back. And uh, what an exciting call from uh, Brett Moody, as you always expect with Brett, of course. But uh, what a great finish. And rather, Salubri is doing a great job there for uh, David Reynolds with that win in the feature, which was the Pro Crew Chinchilla Cup Open Handicap over the 1,400 metres. The honours were fairly evenly shared across the, the day. Um, far, a pharosphere for Scott Rogers. Now, here's a newcomer for Scott, this exosphere, first up for the uh, stable. It's only had four starts, and it got up by almost two lengths over Take Me Out Back and Zoff to Charts. 
Now, that was ridden by uh, Hannah Richards and continues to boot home the winners, of course. Uh, the following race, Usurp. Craig Smith's got this Lonro going in great form. Three wins, two placings. It's last five. It's a benchmark 65 race. It's getting up in the grades. And it was just a bit too strong for David Reynolds' a music scene. And wait a minute for uh, Matt Crop. David, of course, got a double on the day and he had the Quinella in race three, the Class B, when Miss Billitz uh, with Rebecca Goldsbury defeated Queen of Main Street, ridden by Angela Jones, this Denman having its first run for the stable. And it was, uh, well, Billitz, it almost blitzed them all right, 4.8 lengths with Call Me Thoreau into third place for Scott uh, Rogers. And the better than ready, of course, another of them. There's numerous ones. You see Lindhurst Stud put up on the social media just how many are winning in the last seven days particularly. This one's been in the money at its last four at Toowoomba. One win and five placings out of 13. Called All G'd Up for Mark Curry and Montana Sava. Defeated uh, very soon and wild and great to see. The cutest money went off across the board there. And then uh, Gino uh, Barbarato and Ty Wheeler. Gino had the actual runner-up in the cutest race prior. But Ruby Rush, unplaced of lately, but the uh, six-year-old by mail train got its third win over Destination Rocks and Craig Lee Arian into third place. But, uh, yeah, David Reynolds, a double, a Quinella, took the Chinchilla Cup, rather salubrious. Angela Jones booted that one home and uh, jumps to the top, as you said a moment ago, jumps to the top of the Country Jockeys Premiership, Tony. Yeah, and as you said, Rob, it's going to be very interesting watching that as we count down towards the end of the season. Uh, with a bit of a logjam there at the moment, with only a couple of wins between uh, Angela sitting on on top there at the moment, and you, you count back then another five riders, and you're only back, or five or six, and you're only a handful of rides away from the likes of uh, Dan Ballard, Emily Cass and Bonnie Thompson. It's only going to take a couple of these meetings where these jockeys are starting to ride doubles and trebles, and yeah, the, uh, the lead will uh, chop and change. So we'll keep a very close watch on that as we roll through the season. And there's plenty of meetings for them to look forward to, as you've already outlined, coming up this weekend. Of course, the Battle of the Bush Heats. And uh, and do we have any uh, points of the table, a keeper of the table uh, series, Tony, to mention this morning? No, we've got the Battle of the Bush, as I said, kicking off on the 1st of May. The uh, Magic Millions Rob Kosh Memorial Far North Queensland Up and Coming Stayers Series uh, is going to be Saturday week. Uh, that's going to be at Mount Garnet's. We've had one leg at Inesley so far. And then we move to Mount Garnet on the 30th of April. Then Gordonvale on May 5. Cairns on May 18. Innisfail on June 6. Atherton on June 19. On the 3rd of July, it's Oak Park. And then a, uh, a date to be uh, determined in July for one of the, uh, the Cairns meetings there. And the other one that we're keeping a watch on at the moment is the uh, Southeast Region Coast to Country Series. And uh, we're three legs out of five into that. The next leg is coming up at Burren Down. That's going to be on the 8th of May. The final leg will be the Gainder Cup coming up on the uh, the uh, 5th of June. And speaking of Burren Down, I did see a note come into our uh, Tab Breakfast show, the boys, this morning uh, from one of our regular listeners, Mary at Kingaroy. Of course, Burren Down's just outside of Kingaroy, saying that uh, anyone who's interested in heading to the Burren Down picnics uh, the only restriction there is all tickets must be pre-purchased, otherwise it's all systems go as far as any of the COVID restrictions. They're going to be able to have their live music and dancing and everything go ahead. But Mary actually put in a very little, uh, very good note here, and I remember this when I went to the Burren Down picnics about 30-something years ago. Uh, there's always a breather, uh, our breath station, before you leave at the gate, both on Saturday <laughs> night and on Sunday morning. So, yes, make sure you've got a designated driver along with that sort of thing because you'd hate to ruin your weekend with something like that. But you can find Burren Down Picnic Race Club uh, on Facebook uh, and on socials as well to be able to uh, check that out coming up on May 8th. 
And isn't it great that most of these race meetings are coming back to normal circumstances with COVID restrictions easing and uh, allowing uh, a better attendance to uh, get to the good country race meetings, Tony? Mm, very much so. This week, as we said, we'll keep a watch on what happens with all of the wet weather up north with Cairns with the meeting schedule for Thursday. Uh, we've got Gatton racing with their TAB program on Friday and Dolby with the Dolby Amateurs, uh, the Dolby Amateur Picnic Race Club Amateurs Cup meeting on Saturday, also with TAB status. Tower Hill Friday and Saturday, Longreach and Yapoon on Saturday. Sunday, it's Bow Desert, Cunnamulla and Wandai and Monday, the meeting at Mount Isa. Another busy weekend of country racing coming up. And, and good luck to all those clubs and particularly the picnics at Tower Hill, but also anyone who's having those Anzac Day uh, ceremonies at their race meeting. Such a significant weekend to be uh, honouring the Anzacs and uh, with country racing. And if you've got any great stories coming out of the meetings, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and we're back next week doing it all over again. Uh, good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Throwing you up. Have a great week. And thank you to uh, Darren Walker also for joining us on Bushbeat this morning. To all of the clubs, yes, we wish you great racing coming up on the weekend. And if you missed any of the show folks as always our podcast replay available through our Wooshka platform just do a quick google search for radio tab Wooshka and you'll be able to uh, find the link there we'll also put the link out on twitter you can follow us at radio tab oz and the link to the bushbit replay also goes up on on the bit racing australia's facebook page each and every week thanks to our friends there at uh, otbra we'll catch you back next week on bushbeat